The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. Let's roll. Series XM Channel 159. Throwing it down. We look forward to being at Dodger Stadium on Saturday night. And uh, our boy Big Card Julio was talking about liking uh, the Padres um, tomorrow, saying, well, you're getting them as, as a price. This is a statement series. This is a statement series right now, right? Uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers did not really add anything of impact at the trade deadline, feeling that, you know what, they don't really have to. And San Diego did. And this is big. You know what I mean? It's a big symbolic sort of, like, put it this way. It's a bigger series for San Diego than it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right? San Diego aren't catching the Dodgers for the division. That's not happening, but... Them beating the Dodgers, like, two out of the three, you know, if they swept them or if they beat even beating them two out of the three would give them confidence and just sort of, you know, keep the momentum going um, with with the Friar Nation uh, right now. But one thing with the Los Angeles Dodgers, if you've noticed, like, a lot of their losses this year have been against bad teams. But we'll get we'll get back to this. So I can't believe this. So Julio was asking, I don't know if you have a number for this. I don't have a number for that. So I knew I had a number for the Utah Jazz. I did not know about the NHL. I got to be honest with you. I did not click NHL futures in, in, a, in a little while. <laughs> the last time I was clicking NHL futures was after the, was around the draft when I was on the NHL pages, right? Or around the draft. So I was sort of blown away by the NBA being out already. And you know what? It's been out for, for you know what? It was been out for about a week or so, a week and a half, to be honest. FanDuel didn't have it up. Like I said, I think it was points bet. Uh, I'll give him credit. I think it was points bet out of Jersey. 
I think they're in a couple other spots besides Jersey. I think they're big in, in Toronto, actually, points bet. I saw, like, all at the Raptor games, they were everywhere. Uh, they had banners up outside the arena and all that. A lot of signage. thought, man, you guys paid a lot for this. Um, but I think they had wind tolls up. Like I said, now it's universal. Like, whatever your book is, I understand. Because uh, I even had people. I got, I got like, viewers and listeners. They're like, Rancy, you're always talking FanDuel. I know it's your sponsor of the TV show. Uh, I want to bet there, but I can't. I'm not in the region, and I don't hold it against you. What are you going to do? Right? What are you, you going to do? That's why, honestly, there's a lot of props. Like, I, I like to wait until it's universal. You'll hear me say that. I want to, you know, I don't want to give you something that, oh, well, you know what? Pinnacle has it. Yeah, well, good for them. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. It's level three. And you know what? I was going to say, am I crazy? But if you're tuning into this program right now on Sirius XM Channel 159 and Muddy or 1090 ESPN Radio and all of our glorious AM radio affiliates in, in the overnight hours, it's not that late on the West Coast. Uh, East Coast, we appreciate it. You guys are hardcore. I do appreciate it staying up with us in the late night hours. But because you're up with us because you love sports or you love me um, or both, right? But I'd say because you love sports, you got a passion for sports. If you listen to the show, you got a passion for sports, although people do uh, tell me that I don't even like sports and I like uh, your show. But at the same point in time, I think we used to be more sort of all over the place. We've been more sports driven. We, we keep it on the track now. So, so much going on. <laughs> but I am legitimately fired up for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And and what th- this series with San Diego this weekend at Chavez Ravine. I like to go to all three games. You can't be everywhere all the time. I got to pick my spots. I'm going to wait for the playoffs to really start going to more uh, Dodger games. Hopefully they're on the weekend more, man. So it works out for our show. But so I'm going to go on Saturday night. I'm going on Saturday night, but Friday night, um, the number is up. Tony Gonsolin is on the hill for the Dodgers. Uh, Shamanaya goes for uh, for San Diego. It's plus 130, uh, and the Dodgers, the dog is plus 130. The, the, the Dodgers are minus 154 favorites. The total is eight and a half in this game. Whatever happens in this series is kind of irrelevant in the big picture, right? Well, look, San Diego's battling for, for, for a wild card spot, but... You know, it's a big-time series. It is. It's showtime. It's as big as it gets. But at the same point in time, whatever, right? We're, we're getting to the point right now in the baseball season, to me, where it's like, let's just, come on, let's, let's get to the playoffs. And you see that in the NBA. The, the players hit the, like, the, it was like the last four weeks of the NBA season. Like, even players were like, they just want to get to the playoffs, especially good teams and everybody. It's like, all right, enough, man. Enough. Let's do this thing. I'm starting to get to that point, but man, this is going to be good. There's not a lot of rivalries in baseball. There really aren't, right? So, this is, this is a great rivalry right now and the best rivalry of the year going right now. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I am Ramsey. Sigmund Bloom's going to join us. Nothing against our early guests. I was going to say we save the best for last, but uh, we love uh, Teddy and Julio. But Sigmund, Sigmund's great. So, uh, yeah, we're not done. Sigmund Bloom's going to join us. We're going to talk NFL football. You know, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's got an, uh, an issue right now. Matt Stafford's got an issue that uh, I don't think is being discussed uh, enough, but there's a lot of stuff going on. I guess we could discuss it, and we're going to discuss it with Sigmund. We're going to discuss it. Another news of the day that we didn't get to. You can count on Aaron Rodgers, can't you? Right, just this guy. Last week he was like he rolled in like Con Air there, like Nick uh, Nick Cage. Uh, uh, now he's talking. <laughs> now, now he's talking about uh, psych, uh, psychedelic drugs. Uh, Rodgers joined the Aubrey Marcus podcast for an episode published on Wednesday. The interview centered around Rodgers. Uh, Challenging journey to self-love and mental health. Listen, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a self-love problem. <laughs> that's, the, that's the least of his problems. So I tell him, listen, bro. So, so I'm not. I'm not Fraser Crane, man. But I think the lead. I don't think. I'm not, you don't got a self-love issue here, and mental health. So I'm not making light of uh, his journey. Uh, Rodgers spoke of about his, his experiences uh, with psychedelics. And plants that contain uh, the hallucinogenic drug DMT. Rogers told Marcus that he does not believe it is a coincidence that he won back-to-back MVP awards after taking the psychedelic. The fear around it is you're going to crap yourself. It's just going to uh, just a big throw-up fest. But the negative framework of that is the experience, not and not the deep and meaningful and crazy mind-expanding possibilities, and also deep self-love and healing that can happen on the other side. <laughs> I had a magical experience with the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body, imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. Man, this is some crazy-ass stuff here. You know, it's funny, actually. Deshaun Watson had the same feeling of a hundred different hands on his body. See, that's the thing. (laughs) Uh, Hey, whatever it takes. 
You know what? Aaron Rodgers describing what I felt at a Ronnie James Dio concert, like 1983. I took too much acid. Um, he's pretty much described. Uh, yeah, I see. Actually, what it was, uh, you know what? It was a lot of shows. But once I went to see Rush, I saw, I've seen Rush a bunch of times. But I saw Rush in concert once. And it was one of those deals where, like I said, I... Um, I experimented at the time. You know what I mean? I was experimenting at the time, like Aaron Rodgers, trying to find myself or whatever. Like, long story short, I went to see a Rush show. And, you know, Rush were always sort of cutting edge ahead of their time and stuff, right? And I do love Rush, but I'm not, like, the biggest Rush fan. Like, people that love Rush are, like, you know, know every word, everything. Like, but I like them. I went to see them, and they had this crazy video screen. And I actually, like, was sitting there thinking, like, I was like, man, I just figured out the meaning of life. Like, I actually, like, thought as I was sitting there. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I was like, man, I better remember this because, you know, I, I couldn't write it down. There was no phones in those days. Right? And I was like, I better write this down. And I swear to God, I remember. I don't know why I remember this. It's like, happened to me, like, 35 years ago or something. And, uh... I remember, like, walking home in the snow after thinking, like, I was like, damn, I forgot everything that I that was in my head about the meaning of life <laughs> during the show. So, hey, listen, whatever, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Some quarterbacks want a massage. Some quarterbacks need some psychedelics. It's, it's go time, though, right? So, it's, 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 let's do this thing. As far as the Green Bay Packers are concerned... I still, listen, I still think they're a good football team. I think the Packers are a good football team. They lost Devontae Adams, which is going to impact them. And I'm a big Devontae Adams guy. But at the same point in time, Aaron Rodgers is good enough. Some quarterbacks, like, you know what I mean? Listen, I've been a Tua defender, right? So I'm not coming at Tua here. I've defended him. I just put $1,000 on, on the Dolphins over eight and a half. So, I, you know what I mean? But Tua, admittingly, and look, Tua was 13-8, and eight, not with great talent around him. But there's certain quarterbacks, you know what I mean? Like Jared Goff could be good if he's surrounded by a ton of studs and he just needs to, you know, drop back and do, you know, do what he's told. Right? Tua, same thing. Tua was surrounded by, like, super talented Alabama, and he thrived. And... In the NFL, it's been a tough battle for him as far as health is concerned, but he is 13 days a starter. You know, I mean? you know what I'm saying, though? There's some quarterbacks, and there's very few, right? There's very few. And I don't love Aaron Rodgers as much as uh, most people do, personally. I think, you know, to me, and even though I'm complimenting him now, I'm, gonna, I'm saying something negative at the same point in time. But, but first off, let me just say, Aaron Rodgers can play with any wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers will make you a better wide receiver. It doesn't mean that the guys that they have are as good as Devontae Adams. It doesn't mean that Devontae Adams isn't amazing and that Devontae Adams was made by Aaron Rodgers. What it means is Aaron Rodgers can take these three rookies and take the guys that he has and have no problem. He's that good. Right, like he can say, oh, no, I can't. I got to hold back a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? He can sort of dumb it down, slow it down, and still be successful, and they'll get better. And he even said, we're going to get better as the year goes. We're going to get better as the year goes. But my my negative comment, or I would say not negative, it's just my opinion, and it's actually, I think that it's factual, is 
and I know it's not just uh, the quarterback that wins and loses football games. But the fact of the matter is, Aaron Rodgers has won Super Bowl. The fact of the matter is, Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Green Bay Packers as a whole, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. I'm done with it. Like, that that's what I'm going here with. That's where I'm going with this. Aaron Rodgers is a cool dude. He's a funny guy. I li- You know what? You know, there's, there's parts, whatever. You can't criticize someone for speaking their mind. So... I respect people. I, you know, I don't agree with like most of the things that he says. I don't mind his little acid trip here. I approve of it. <laughs> uh, but you know, what I mean, I don't approve of a lot of his stuff and his crazy COVID stuff and all this stuff. You know what I mean? But like, at least he speaks his mind. It's refreshing. But at the same point in time, how many opportunities does he need? Right? Like time and time again, we've seen in the past couple of years, man, they have home field advantage. It doesn't matter. They can't punch it in from the three-yard line. Um, you know what? Going back, Kaepernick beat them in the playoffs in Green Bay in the cold. You know what I mean? It's freezing cold. Kaepernick went in there as a kid and beat him. Eli Manning is beat. You know what I mean? It's just sort of one by one. There's been a lot of big game losses, man. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Colin Kaepernick. Like, and I get it. I get it, but it's not like the Packers' defense have been lit up in these playoff games either, right? Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying he's great and all this, but I don't. I'm done taking them to win the Super Bowl or, or to, to go to the Super Bowl. I don't, and I don't think I don't think I'm wrong this year. I was going to say, well, watch this is the year because I think I picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl the last two years. I think I, you know, I mean, I, I think I did. I say I know I did pick the Packers last year. I picked the Packers. Uh, I surprisingly, people always think, oh, was it the Bills? I didn't. If you recall, if you remember when the Bills lost to the Chiefs, I wasn't even that. Uh, whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl, anyways. This year, I think the Bills can win the Super Bowl, but I'm not locked in that they will. I think this is the best chance that they've had. You know what? It's almost like the Bills, though. There's always something that's going to happen bad to the Bills, right? Or something weird. Like, But Buffalo, blue collar, you did win. The Buffalo Bulls did win the TBT tournament. That's good. But I'm just saying, it takes the Bills 20 years, 25 years to get good again after losing the four Super Bowls in a row. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. All right, no more countdown to kickoff. Kick uh, kickoff happened. It's done. It's done. We did it. It took 12 hours, but it's done. Trust me, I feel like Millhouse sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, we did it. We did it, Millhouse. But we need to do it again and again and again and again from different angles this time. We did it. It's done. Um, so, yes, the preseason has begun. The Raiders get it done uh, this evening. Raiders win the football game pretty convincingly. Listen, they were up 20 to nothing. It, it ended up being 27-11. Ended up going over the number late. And that's, that's always the danger when you bet the under in a preseason football game. And I've reminded people of this, and it's sort of a lesson. We'll give you some more lessons next week. And what we'll do next week, too, because, look, we had – there was a little bit of a track record with these coaches. There are and there isn't with new teams and stuff. But there are certain coaches. There really are certain coaches in the NFL that don't care about the preseason. And history will tell you that. There are other coaches that really do care. And it's sort of it's a weird pattern of it. One thing I've noticed for the most part. I said this earlier, but we were going into the break actually. It seems to me that bad teams sometimes like not all of them but like some teams act like you know i mean they have the same plan and game plan as a winning team like i understand Devontae adams and Derek carr not playing Derek carr's been in the league he's established himself he makes a lot of money Devontae adams is the best one of the best wide receivers in the nfl i get it that trevor lawrence is a number one pick and i also get that Oh, oh, it's more about practice than it is these games. Well, let's see how many he plays next week. You know what I mean? Where I'm going with this is you'll often see these young quarterbacks and teams that, well, let's not play him now. And then what happens, the season starts, and the bullets are flying really fast. You can't – practice is good. Practice is really good for a coach. And this, I think, where coaches make a mistake. Well, we'll speak to Saratella about this. He's in a lot of these camps and stuff. Where, you know, I mean, I've said this for years. I remember, they're, you know, they're the quarterbacks. They're a practice quarterback, right? I think, you know, I think Daniel Jones has a little bit of this in him, actually. Where there'll be quarterbacks where all week in practice, they're killing it, right? You know what I mean? It's like, well, look, he's doing this. He's doing that. Look, he's making all the throws. And, you know, it's like me and Rick Saratella talk about from the NFL Draft Bible when he said, he said, hey, we were talking about Zach Wilson looking good, and he said, hey, everybody, you know, you're supposed to look good in, in, in T-shirts and shorts, right? Like when you're not playing, you know what I mean, in practice, you're not wearing pads and all that type of stuff, and you're doing this and that. And I think coaches get fooled often 
where they're like, look at this guy. He makes the throws. He can do this. He can do that. He's smart. He does all this stuff in practice. He does everything that we tell him. You can't replicate real games. And I'm not saying that I would have played Trevor Lawrence for the first half, but really? Like, why is Trevor Lawrence in street clothes tonight? Why was he, you know, there's a camera on him all night standing there? Why wasn't he in uniform? You know, the guy, he's a rookie. He played one year last year. He didn't accomplish anything. He wasn't even that good to start the season. How about some reps? Right? Like, and if you're scared of getting him hurt, like, whatever, dude. Hand the ball off. You know what I mean? Design plays where he's not going to get hurt. It's pretty simple. It's the preseason. Hand the ball off a couple of times. Roll him out. Throw it. Tell him to get rid of it. Throw a bomb. All right. Watch. Let's keep track of this as the preseason goes on. All right? Let's keep track of this. Now... Tonight isn't the best example because the Hall of Fame game is a weird game. It's more about the festivities and and the whole weekend and everything than it actually is the game, right? It's more about honoring the past players. And the, the teams don't have a lot of time to prepare for the Hall of Fame game. And the other thing is they don't want to kill themselves in the Hall of Fame game because they got a bunch of more preseason games coming up and it, it'll wear them out. So I don't want to, I'm not going to criticize, I'm not criticizing Doug Peterson right now for not playing Lawrence tonight. I would have played him for a series or two. I would have had him in uniform just to be in the huddle, take a couple of snaps. You know what I'm saying? So, but next week's a watch. Now next week, because everyone else has, um, three, you know, these guys are playing four games, but as opposed to three right now, it's three games for everyone. So, let's pay attention to this, and you'll see good quarterbacks where you'll be surprised they're playing. You'll be like, what? Mahomes is still in the game? Trust me, I know. I remember I bet against the Chiefs last year. I think it was last year in the preseason, and it angered me. I was like, I cannot believe Mahomes is playing in the third quarter. Like, they, they, Mahomes stayed in the game in the preseason. Why? He's Mahomes. Well, he's Mahomes. Number one, he wants to play, and he wants to get ready, right? He wants to, you know, get some reps in. Watch how Tom Brady plays in the preseason. I remember once Tom Brady, I, and I remember it was terrible because um, you, those of you with a really good memory would remember tonight. Those of you, there's not many of you left that have been with us the whole time, but I know some of you have been, but like, this goes back. It's actually to the uh, to the HSR days when we were on the score, Hardcore Sports Radio. And the guy, Crazy Mike, was with us, right? Crazy Mike, one of the intern guys that really, you think well, you, you and I and Cam and everyone else bets this guy. This guy's nuts. Like, this guy bet $23,000 on a, on a preseason game and lost. It was this game. It was this game I'm talking about. And because we were all sure, but that's the whole thing. You you can be sure, but you're never you're never really sure, sure of anything, right? Especially in preseason. I'll never forget it. It was the uh lost a lot too, but no, I didn't lose that much. I think I I put a lot on it. I think I lost like two thousand dollars. I did. I think I lost like in the two thousand dollar range. The guy he was like an intern with us. Uh but he was a crazy gambler, this guy. And um, he, I think it was twenty three or thirty six thousand. It was like a lot, lot, a lot, lot. Like he put on it. And uh, so as we were watching it, it was nighttime, and like sort of like now, I did the TV show during the the, the dinner time hours, and then I did Sports Rage at night on Sirius Channel ninety eight. So we met Pharrell and uh, you know the Stern and, and the Stern crew and everything, right? And 
So I never forget. Don Crickey did the game. I wish Old Man from Boston was in the chat now. I don't know if he is. Let me see. I doubt it. It's late in Boston. See him on Twitter more than the chat. I know he tunes in once in a while, but um, Patriot fans will remember this game. You remember it was like a freaking. It wasn't raining. It was Noah's Ark. All right. It was like the end of the world Armageddon flood type stuff. <laughs> like, like I didn't think they were going to play the game. Like, it was like sheets, sheets of water coming down sideways. And the thing is, it was raining all day in Boston, and we knew in, in the Foxborough area, and we knew it was going to pick up. And it was a preseason game. It was the Jags and the Patriots. It was the Jags and the Patriots. And... It, you know, and our thought process was there's no way in hell they're going to play Tom Brady in this pouring rain. <laughs> like, right? And I'll never forget Don Crickey. That's when I put more on it because Don Crickey's been around forever. Don Crickey said, guys, I've been doing football for 30 years and I've never seen weather like this before. He goes, this is the worst rain. And he even said, and he goes, and remember, I do Miami Hurricane games. He did Hurricane games, right? And he goes, this is the worst rain I've ever seen ever. <laughs> I had a football game. <laughs> and it was a preseason. And it was like you couldn't. It was like it was like crashing down. And I'm like, I don't even know they're going to play this game. Like, really? Lo and behold, they played the a game. Lo and behold, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady starts the game. Because Belichick. Because why not? And if you guys know, you remember Belichick with Brady. They were weird. Right? One game, Brady would play, like, the whole game in a preseason. He wouldn't play sometimes, and then he would, and then he wouldn't. Like, they had no real – and Belichick was asked about it. And he goes, no, nah, we really take it year by year and game by game, right? He doesn't – like, he doesn't have a, oh, the quarterback doesn't play thing, right? So that's my old point. To me, Lawrence should have taken some snaps. But So Brady, in the pouring rain, Brady threw a pick six on the first play of the year type thing. Or his first play of the year, whatever. You know what I mean? It was like, I don't know, it was the first preseason. I think it might have been the first or second preseason game. Brady didn't play in the first game. It was Brady's first drive of the year, whatever. All right. He threw a pick six in the rain. Like right away, boom. It got like it was pouring. The ball bought whatever. The ball popped in. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those. And we're watching it in the studio, and it was like, oh my God. And it was like, all right, don't worry about it, because we hammered the under. That was the whole thing. We hammered the under. And everyone did. I think it was like 36 and a half or something. In those days, the tolls were high. They didn't do the 29 and a half. So we're watching this, and I remember telling uh, I remember telling Crazy Mike, I said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, it's just a pick six. I said, they're, they're going to take him out of the game anyways. And what happened was Brady got so mad about the pick six, he went to Belichick and he told him, I can't leave the game after throwing a pick six. I need to go down the field and score before I'll come out of the game. And I was like, oh, no. And then Brady got mad, right? And what happened? Brady marched down the field and scored a touchdown, and then he went back to the sideline, and he goes, I want to do it again. Just leave me in. He goes, let me just do one more, one more, because he loves football, right? He's like, just one more, one more. And they did it again. Next thing you knew, it was like 14-7, like at the end of the first quarter. Like, yeah. Mad Mike lost. Crazy Mike lost. And uh, I think he's missing Mike now. He hasn't been seen in a little while. He 
he was so crazy, he actually did, uh, actually, whatever. Sigmund Bloom next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Thursday night, the throwdown continues. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it on Sirius XM Channel 159. The National Football League preseason has begun. Now we count uh, down the regular season uh, kickoff, but there's a lot of business at hand uh, right now. NFL futures, uh, win totals, fantasy football projections, and everything else in between. Let's bring in uh, one of the smartest men in the business, Sigmund Bloom, steps up and in, co-owner of the footballguys.com. Sigmund, it's always a pleasure, my man. Happy football season. How you doing? Good. Just trying to drink from the fire hose of all the news coming out of training camps, uh, and trying to really interpret these things, and and at least keep our minds, our brains malleable to the changing reality because it's, we finally have some hard information to act on now as we see who's ready for camp, who's not ready for camp, and maybe who might not be ready for week one. We've been talking a lot about Matt Stafford on the program yeah. uh, over the last uh, week or so, and what kind of season is he going to give uh, the Rams? Is it going to be the guy that throws interceptions, or is it going to be the Super Bowl champion uh, quarterback? You've been following uh, his camp. Talk to me about the procedure and talk to me about Matt Stafford. This is something we have to be let's say we can't feel free to ignore it. He had, it uh, sounds like according to Ian Rappaport, a PRP uh, procedure, and that did not get his elbow to the place, in Rappaport's word, that it needed to be. Now it seems like they're going to give him rest as part of a plan to be ready for week one, but his elbow is not going to feel better as the season goes on, and this is one of those situations that is somewhat reminiscent of Ben Roethlisberger, whose elbow seemed to let go all at once. So I think we have to diminish expectations for Stafford for the Rams' pass offense. It isn't that Stafford can't play through something like this, but he might not be as effective. And this is just a situation that no matter what the Rams tell us, we should be worried about. 
And quite frankly, did you not expect and was it the thinking kind of that they were going to want to run the ball a little bit uh, more this year? So there's the trickle-down effect as far as Stafford is concerned. Um, they're going to be looking at the big picture and not regular season stats. And, you know, I, I loved your tweet here, and I found it fascinating as far as Cooper Cup is concerned. And figure that defensive coordinators would be smarter than this than putting safeties and linebackers on them. How much does that change as uh, Cooper Cup saw 78 targets resulting in 60 receptions right? Um, and seven touchdowns with a linebacker and or a safety in primary coverage. That's got, you know, that's got to change, obviously. I'm, I'm curious to see how the league adjusts to Cooper Cup. So what about this with Stafford's health not being 100% and the fact that they're not going to let Cooper Cup light them up like uh, split from the back of a Snoop Dogg tour bus every week, yeah. are they? What's, what's your take on this with Cup and Stafford's dynamic coming into the year? Well, the hope for the Rams is that Allen Robinson punishes defenses that decide to focus on Cooper Cup and distort their coverages to make sure that Cooper Cup can't beat them. And you know, they also have second-round pick from last year, Tutu Atwell, who might be able to add some true vertical speed, stretch the field horizontally and vertically. So at least from a tactical standpoint, they can keep defenses off balance. But we're going to see real quickly whether Stafford's elbow is sound and he can make all the throws that he's usually able to make because the other thing to consider here is this is a team that plans on playing into January or February and there's a load management argument here that like you said running the ball more taking a little bit more off of Stafford's plate will have him have more gas in the tank in December when they're pushing for a playoff positioning and then in January when they're trying to get back to another Super Bowl so I do think you're right to look for more balance and it's also interesting to point out that uh, as Sean McVay mentions Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers together uh, there was some expectation that Akers would be the lead back going into last year, but it sounds like this is a two-back backfield, which could preserve the health of both backs, make the running game stronger, and help preserve the health of Matthew Stafford. I want to ask you about the Buffalo Bill ground game uh, situation uh, and and the dual back uh, situation there. But as far you know, Sean McVay, Coach McVay, I heard him say maybe it was late last week, earlier in the week or whatnot, about how he'd love to have Odell back. Right? Hey, Odell, if you're out there, you know what? We 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 love to have you back. Um, yet we've heard uh, we've heard reports about the Indianapolis Colts potentially being a landing spot uh, for him. Uh, people in Denver now that Patrick has gone down uh, are talking about Odell and uh, Hall of Famer Andre Reid uh, in Buffalo actually was hanging out uh, with Odell. And I don't know how many drinks Andre was, uh, you know, how many uh, how many drinks, yeah. how many deep how, how deep Andre was in when he started tweeting about, he's coming to Buffalo, everybody. Uh, right? That's Andre Reid, man. It's a Hall of Famer. But I partied with Andre before, so I know he likes to have some fun. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of Odell's situation? How, how, when can he play? I know you're not a doctor. I don't want to put you on the spot, but how, you know, when would he actually be ready and what are you hearing and or who do you think is a good fit for Odell right now do you like the Colt talk I don't mind the Bill talk what's your take on Odell yet all these teams make sense every team could use an Odell Beckham as he showed uh, getting into the Rams fold midseason and having an impact he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl so that is only about six months ago and I don't think it's reasonable to expect him to be back on the field within say nine months of the ACL tear and maybe not be back to his old self until a year after the ACL tear so you're looking at him as someone that can come in midseason and some teams maybe don't like to sign a player and have him on the roster for week one because it guarantees his contract, but Beckham showed he can give you that push for a Super Bowl, which the Bills might uh, definitely be into without 
that third outside receiver behind Gabriel Davis that they can count on if they have an injury the way the Rams did to Robert Woods. Uh, it also makes sense for the Colts, who I think are really optimistic with Matt Ryan in the fold, although they also like Ashton Doolin, a small school wide receiver who's coming on. And if Paris Campbell can actually stay on the field and Alec Pierce, their second-round rookie, is ready to go, they may not need him. So I would expect them to slow play this. So the advantage for the team that signs Beckham is they can put him on the PUP list for the first six weeks of the season, still have an extra roster spot, have him uh, give them that shot in the arm in the second half of the season. I think that he'll be much more coveted than, say, Will Fuller and Cole Beasley, the other two big-name free agent wide receivers who are still out there. Uh, segment Bloom kicking it with us. Uh, segment, as far as the Indianapolis Colts are concerned, Jonathan Taylor is the favorite to be the offensive uh, player of the year ahead of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the second choice. Are you buying or selling the Indianapolis Colts offense uh, this year? And me personally, I think Pittman could have a massive year. You know, Matt Ryan likes to hook up when he's got a guy, right? When you're his guy, you're his guy, and you're going to get the football. Are you? Uh, do you like the Colts offense this year? And overall, do you like the Colts football team coming into the year? I think they're the team to beat the division. Absolutely, and I do like them because what you're hearing from the beginning of the Matt Ryan regime in Indianapolis from beat writers, from players, is how much of a breath of fresh air it is that the plays are run with the timing and anticipation that they're supposed to be run with. You can look at that as a shot at Carson Wentz, but I think it's important thing here is if the passing game is working as intended, and we already know their power running game is one of the best in the league with Jonathan Taylor, and then you have a lot more noise about Naeem Hines, who's a, a warning back, who can also play in the slot, who can also add a speed dimension in a lot of different ways. There's been so many items about him being used more, and maybe Hines and Taylor being on the field at the same time. If Matt Ryan allows all of this to run smoothly, we may see a new aspect of this Colts defense that we didn't see before. And remember, they also added Stephon Gilmore this offseason, so they have somebody that can match up against other teams' number one wide receivers, and this is a team definitely, like you said, the favorite in the division, and a team that would be a tough out in the playoffs if Matt Ryan can get some of his previous form back. I, I completely agree. They were tough out in the playoffs two years ago with Phillip Rivers uh, in Buffalo. They gave the Bills all that they can handle. So when people talk about the Bills, they obviously talk about Josh Allen. But I know Coach McDermott wants to get the ground game going uh, more, right? They, they it, was, it was, and I don't think it was as bad as it was last year so as the perception was, or at least I should say, Singletary is is a decent enough back. And you know, as you just say, you know, it got better as the year went on. Actually, it really did. But I love the draft pick at James Cook, somebody can catch the ball out of the backfield, super fast kid here. What's your take on the Buffalo Bills run game dynamic coming into the season? Devin Singletary has earned trust at the end of last year when he was the primary back. The offense functioned very well, and it should function very well in the running game with Josh Allen forcing defenses to play 11-on-11 football with the players they have that can spread the field and the speed they can get downfield now. Uh, you have someone like Isaiah McKenzie who's been shining in training camp as a slot receiver, but he can also do some damage on jet sweeps, getting his speed in play. So there's a lot of different ways that they can stretch defenses with, again, and Josh Allen is a player who must be defended as a passer and a runner. So that should open things up for James Cook, who adds some speed and explosiveness. Maybe Alvin Kamara light in this offense. And then Zach Moss is starting to rehabilitate his view of the team, where uh, I think there's more 
emphasis now on this ankle injury he had at the beginning of the year that maybe he was never quite himself. They're giving him a chance to win a role in this backfield, and it sounds like, based on reports out of training camp, he's doing it. Segment, we'll get you out of here in a couple of minutes. So, you know, I like the way the Detroit Lions are rebuilding, but when you, you know when you read season previews, you hear people talk, people you know rave and praise the amount of skill position talent that the Detroit uh, Lions have. I like uh, DeAndre Swift. I like you know, does he even get the ball more this year? I guess you know. Can he get the ball more? He added, you know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I'm a big uh, St. Brown fan. I was at USC. I thought the kid was a gamer and a baller. What's your what's your feeling on the Lions offense now in yeah. year two of this project? I think it's time to be optimistic. I think it's time for Lions fans to let their guard down, be vulnerable. You know, Gabe, I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> hey, I, I talk to a lot of people from Detroit that say, I used to be a Lion fan, but maybe they're not going to take that uh, view anymore because Dan Campbell has everybody pulling in the same direction on this team. Ben Johnson, their new offensive coordinator, basically became the offensive coordinator after Anthony Lynn was quietly relieved of his duties in season, even though it wasn't an official firing. And that's when the offense came together, including Amon Ross St. Brown, who, if he catches eight balls in the season opener, will be the first ever, I believe, to do it in six straight games. So that shows you the level of that accomplishment. But now you add in DJ Chark, who's got a good connection with Jared Goff in camp. You add in Jamison Williams, the number 12 pick, who's on a similar timeline to Odell Beckham because he tore his ACL in the national championship game. You have TJ Hawkinson. You have DeAndre Swift, who you mentioned. He just needs to run better between the tackles. I think we know what he can do in space. They have Jamal Williams, who's a little bit more of a grinder between the tackles. So they have all these elements. And let's not forget, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have Penny Sewell and Taylor Decker. They have a good interior offensive line. So I think this is a breakout offense. I think this is an offense that couldn't be not just in the top half, but maybe uh, one of the best offenses in the NFC because the team is excited. I'm excited. I think the Lions are going to be a lot better than people think. Love it. Love it. And, you know, on the defensive side of the football, they got themselves the perfect player, a hell of a football player, Nathan Hutchinson. Yeah. We can talk, well, his athleticism has a ceiling. And, uh, and this <laughs> the guy makes plays, bro. Come on. I, I, he just makes plays. And he's another important player to have this local investment where he's a player that grew up in uh, Plymouth. Yeah. Character guy, too, segment. Character guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Team guy. absolutely. A character guy. He fits right with the Dan Campbell culture. He uh, went to high school in Dearborn, was a hero at Michigan. So, again, there's a lot of excitement, I think, around this team for good reason. And I think Hard Knocks is also going to add to the lore of Dan Campbell, who's quickly becoming one of my favorite figures in any sport, not just football. Well, I am a Michigan Wolverine fan. I'm a Bills fan, but uh, the Bills and Lions, we're like cousins, Sigmund, as you know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're relatives. We cheer for each other. <laughs> and I yeah. told people, I had people laugh, I said, you know what? I think in two years, the Lions will win this division. You know, Aaron will eventually ride off into the sunset. I like the Vikings coming into this year, too. But we're out of time. I know uh, you're a busy man. Love talking football uh, with you, Sigmund. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time. Always look forward to SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listen from the ashes, take what you've got. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Left for dead, left to rot. Left to rot. Quick Sunday evening at Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Thanks to all of our guests tonight, Teddy Covers, Big Card Julio, Julio Rosario, Sigmund Bloom. Interesting. Something to think about, man. I think that's a cause for concern as far as Matt Stafford is concerned. He wasn't 100% healthy last year. He's not getting any younger, and he's already won. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's already, listen, he's already he has hundreds of millions of dollars. The guy's made a lot of money in his career, Matt Stafford, right? And he just won the Super Bowl. And he's had injury problems for the last couple of seasons. Like I said, he's, he's you know, the thing with the Rams, what makes them so good is they're just shrewd. Like, like a lot of, you know, like winning companies, like successful companies, winning organizations. Right? They don't let, they don't let emotion get the best of them. Like Jared Goff, you know, Jared Goff really wasn't the reason. They didn't lose the Super Bowl because of Jared Goff. Right, I mean, the Patriots only scored 10 points in that Super Bowl. It was a 10-3 game. McVay didn't adjust to anything. He got caught off guard. But they threw Goff under the bus. Like, look at Robert Woods. Robert Woods, like, you know what I mean? They figured, well, you know, as good as Robert Woods is, yeah, he's great, but he makes a lot of money. And um, you know what? He's probably not He's not going to be as good. Like, that's the good one thing. Like, the Dodgers operate in the same way, sort of, that they're aware – in sports, you don't pay people for what they already did. You pay them for what they're going to do. But I, I, you know, I think if you're the Rams, you already got what you wanted out of Stafford. You won the Super Bowl. It was at SoFi. You did it. You, you got it done. So I don't think, like, I think McVay knows that, yeah, where I'm going with this is, this is it. Like, there'll be like there'll be a new quarterback in the Rams sooner rather than later. <laughs> It'll probably be a good one. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Even if the last thing you played was the radio, you can still be a sports gaming legend. Just keep that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.